0: Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the relevant radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org.
1: Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for December 6th. The topic is St. Nicholas of Bari. St. Nicholas of Bari was born in Italy around the year 270. He was Bishop of Mira in present-day Turkey and died on January 6th between the years 345 and 352. After the transferal of the relics of St. Nicholas to his homeland during the 11th century, devotion to him developed rapidly in the Orient and later spread throughout the West. Many churches around the world are dedicated to him. Part 1. St. Nicholas and all the saints are friends of God and our intercessors. We read in the Old Testament that while God is about to destroy the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah in punishment for the sins of the inhabitants, Abraham intercedes. If there are fifty just men in the city, will you not spare the rest on account of them? Yahweh responds, If there are fifty just ones in the city of Sodom, I will spare them. Full of confidence, Abraham insists. And if forty? Twenty. What if only ten are found? Yahweh answers, For the sake of the ten, I will not destroy the city. The Lord's response is always merciful. Moses also had confidence in the intercession of the friends of God. Remember your servants Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Similarly, we read of the deceased Jeremiah. He is a lover of the nation, since he prays a great deal for the people and those of the holy city. Intercession for the sake of others is a constant theme in sacred scripture. We see in the gospel how a centurion sends a couple of elderly men who are friends of the Lord to intercede on his behalf. And when they came to Jesus, they entreated him earnestly, saying to him, He is worthy that you should do this for him, for he loves our nation and has himself built us our synagogue. Jesus heard favorably those Jews who were speaking up favorably for the Gentile. He deserves this to be done for him. Then we read how St. Paul asks the Romans, Now I exhort you, brethren, through our Lord Jesus Christ and through the charity of the Spirit, that you help me by your prayers to God, that I may be delivered from the unbelievers in Judea, and that the offering of my service may be acceptable to the saints in Jerusalem." St. Jerome refers to the way in which even the deceased brethren intercede with God on our behalf. If the apostles and martyrs prayed for other people when they were still in their mortal bodies, how much more will they do so after they receive the crown of victory and triumph in heaven? The Church has always believed that the saints already enjoy eternal beatitude and that the souls in purgatory are our great allies and intercessors. Through their merits, they effectively reinforce our petition by presenting it to the Lord for us. In a word, the holiness they acquired throughout their lives continues to help us as we continue on our journey to heaven. St. Nicholas, whose feast we celebrate today, while still in his youth, was very generous with the fortune he had inherited from his wealthy parents. For this reason, we honor him as an intercessor in all our material and financial needs. The founder of Opus Dei had great devotion to St. Nicholas. Moments before Mass one day, while faced with some pressing financial concerns, St. Jose Maria Escrivá remembered to entrust to him these difficulties. There in the sacristy, he made the following promise to the saint If you get me out of this predicament, I will name you an intercessor. Ascending the steps to the altar, he immediately repented of the condition he had placed on his request and whispered a silent prayer, "'And if you don't manage to get me out of it, I'll name you just the same.'" He received the favor on that occasion and continued to seek the intercession of St. Nicholas in the face of other financial difficulties family concerns, business affairs, and apostolic endeavors often entail financial problems. Throughout the centuries, many people have sought the intercession of St. Nicholas in these matters. The Lord invited us in the Our Father to petition him for our material needs when he instructed us to pray, Give us this day our daily bread. Recourse to the mediation of the saints will strengthen our prayer of petition in this regard. Part 2. The Need for Human and Material Means While we are living out our mortal life, we will need material means to sustain our family and set about the apostolic tasks that the Lord wants us to promote. Economic means are just that, goods, that become an impediment when we seek after them in such a way that we are not able properly to appreciate the supernatural means. St. Leo the Great taught that God has left us material as well as spiritual goods, so that we might make use of them for both the human and spiritual benefit of others. Jesus himself teaches the disciples the importance of using the human means. Before their first apostolic mission, he expressly tells them, Do not take bag nor purse. He leaves them without any material support at all, so that they clearly see that it is he himself who grants efficacy to their efforts. They fully comprehend that the cures, conversions, and other miracles they are instrumental in carrying out are not due to their human qualities, but to the power of God. Nevertheless, when on a later occasion they are about to set out, he adds to this first indication, but now let him who has a purse take it, and likewise a wallet." Although the supernatural means come first in all our apostolate, the Lord wants us to use the human and financial means within our reach as if the supernatural means did not exist. To fulfill His divine mission, Jesus Himself wanted to depend on human means. A few loaves of bread and fish, a little mud— or the modest support of those pious women who accompanied the Lord on his apostolic journeys. Whenever our family or the apostolic works we collaborate in are in need, we should not hesitate to seek the help of the Lord. We must always recall that the first miracle, the one Our Lady instigates at the wedding in Cana, comes about in order to help a newlywed couple save face, a matter of relatively scant importance. The Lord will not withhold His protection either, as long as we do all within our power, like the good servants of Cana. Who fill the water jugs to the brim? They do all they can, humanly speaking, before the Lord works the miracle on the basis of their best efforts. Whenever we find ourselves in straitened circumstances, the following consideration can do much for our peace of mind. Again, from St. Jose Maria My financial situation is as tight as it ever has been, but I don't lose my peace. I'm quite sure that God, my Father, will settle the whole business once and for all. I want, Lord, to abandon the care of all my affairs into your generous hands. Our mother, your mother, will have let you hear those words now as in Cana. They have none. I believe in you. I hope in you. I love you, Jesus. I want nothing for myself. It is for them. Part Three, Generosity and Detachment in the Use of Material Goods, Seeking the Patronage of St. Nicholas in Our Material Needs. There will be times in our life in which the Lord encourages us in our generosity to contribute financial assistance, be it great or small, to sustain the Church or other good institutions which promote social justice. Possibly, we will be called upon to help raise funds for these charitable works. A great many pages from the New Testament make reference to the determination Christ's disciples showed in acquiring the necessary material goods they would need for the spread of the gospel. We see how St. Matthew enjoys considerable financial resources and generously shares them with gratitude for all the Lord has done for him. Then there is the group of women who follow Christ and provide for the disciples out of their means. There are other disciples, wealthy ones like Joseph of Arimathea, for example, who gives up his own sepulchre, and buys a fine linen cloth for the burial of Jesus. We observe how Nicodemus purchases a large and expensive quantity of myrrh and aloes to prepare the Lord's body for burial. Similarly, we can observe the heroic generosity of the first Christians who sell their possession and goods. For those who own lands or houses sell them, and bring the price of what they sell and lay it at the feet of the apostles. St. Paul organizes collections in Antioch, in Gaul, in Macedonia, and in Greece to aid the faithful in Jerusalem. He encourages good people to emulate the others in similar acts of charity. When the apostles of the Gentiles writes to the Corinthians, he thanks them for their generosity in the collection they have taken up. He praises them for their resolution to do good and says to them, it is to your own interest. St. Thomas, commenting on these words, emphasizes the benefit the donor draws from detachment from the material goods he gives for the benefit of other people. A work of piety is more useful for the one who practices it than for the one who receives it. The one who does a good deed out of piety receives spiritual benefit, while the one who receives merely the material good receives only temporal profit. Moreover, giving alms is one of the principal means for healing the wounds in the soul caused by sin. The practice of this work of mercy strongly attracts the grace of God. Together with generosity and detachment from material goods, we need to stimulate the practice of these virtues in our dealings with friends. In this way, we will secure many blessings for them and their families. St. Jose Maria tells us, here is an urgent task to stir up the consciences of believers and non believers, to gather together men of goodwill who are willing to help and to provide the material instruments which are needed for the work with souls. To finish our time of prayer well, it can be helpful to consider our own spirit of generosity and detachment from material goods. Just ask yourselves, how much does it cost you, in financial terms as well, to be Christians? St. Nicholas will be our ally in heaven so that we may be generous with God and with our brothers in seeking out the financial means we need to carry out our apostolate. May we frequently invoke him to resolve our monetary difficulties now close to our Lord. St. Nicholas will continue to respond generously to those who have recourse to his intercession.
0: In Conversation with God is based on a seven-book series of the same name. It is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's ScepterPublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.